It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Henry, in the words of uh, the late Jed Clampett, well, doggies, it's hot outside. Yeah, it is definitely. Uh, you know, I used to complain about uh, ha- have a rule at our house that if the temperature was below my age, I, w- I could complain about it. There you go. We didn't have anything for 90s and 100s, so we just suffered. <laughs> you better go back in and <laughs> add that to the to the contract. Well, this is the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple. Rick Fires got Leland Barclay on the bat phone down in Fort Smith. Now, it is hot, but it's, it's football time. Leland, we've got the Shiloh Christian Southwest Elite seven-on-seven football that starts tomorrow here in Springdale. You know, the, uh, the, the Southwest Elite is always one of those. It comes at the perfect time of the season to work on your tan. Yes, it. yeah, you, and you're going to get a good farmer's tan. Unless you're like Rick parading around out there with your little short shorts on and, and uh, tank top. You know what? I just hope to get a little pink on my white pasty skin. That's all I need right <laughs> just, there. Then I'm out. Just a little color. Just a little just hint a of color. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just on the nose and the rosy cheeks. Well, you're going to get that. If you went to Shiloh, if you go to Shallow Christian tomorrow and Friday, you're going to get a whole lot more than just a little bit. You get a whole lot of bit. Yeah. You, you won't be looking rare or something like that. You'll be looking more like a lobster. Yeah, you're well done. You're definitely well done. So, Henry uh, is going to have an advanced story in Thursday's Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette on the Southwest Elite 7-on-7. Seven seven. Uh, Henry, kind of give us a little overview of uh, the teams that are going to be there and uh, kind of what to expect. 21 teams total, including three junior varsity teams that will be in the field. You know, you'll have your usual regular teams like a Shallow Christian, of course, the host, but Bentonville, Springdale, Rogers, Fayetteville, uh, and stuff like that. But uh, some of the newcomers coming in, Harding Academy. I didn't think they threw the ball at Harding Academy. Uh, they threw it a lot. Okay, all right. So uh, the three-time uh, Class 3A state champion, they're coming up there. Uh, talked to Jeff Conway about it. I said, who contacted who? And they said, he contacted me. And he says, okay. oh, yeah, we'll take you. Okay. Come on in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Heritage Hall from Oklahoma City. Defending champions. Defending champion will be there. Uh, Returning after a little hiatus is Lincoln Christian out of the Tulsa area. Yep. So Jinx, uh, I saw Jinx Jinx is in the field. Owasso. So we're. Oh, wow. uh, It's going to be a nice little field out there. Good deal. So 21 teams, three pools of seven. Is that correct? Three pools of seven. So Thursday will be pool play games. Uh, I think each team play what six, seven pool play games, something like that, Henry. I, I think, think they'll maybe? play everybody if they play everybody once. Well, that's six games. Six games, and they're going to set it up, you know, because of the heat. Uh, they're trying to minimize the number of games where a team may have to play back to back games. Good deal. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. Uh, Jeff had told me when I was talking to him earlier. He, he said we take pride in taking care of these kids, you know. Let them play for 21 minutes and get them, you know, let them get under the, the tents, get ice. A little Gatorade get, in them. And, you know, yeah, snacks, that, yep. food, whatever they need to, and take care of them. And they're splitting up the pool play because they'll have a session from 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Okay. Then they're going to, uh, Shallow Christian is going to feed everybody okay. uh, a meal, and then they'll have a message from uh I can't remember the guy's name, but he uh, played for the University of Miami, Florida, spent some time in the NFL, 
Um, Chad Ortega. Yeah, Buck, Ortega, Buck Ortega. Yeah, that's yeah. who Buck he is. Ortega. Yeah, Buck Ortega. Yeah, And then they'll return and play from seven o'clock to nine o'clock to finish out pool play before. Rick, if I put on a like a t-shirt, shallow Christian t-shirt, think I could get in and get some food? Think I could slip in there? No, I tell you what, you you, you look like you've had a few meals. There I, you go. It probably wouldn't hurt you to. <laughs> you're like me to miss one or two. Hey, let me say this about you know if there's an older people out there like me said, man, this is flag football. This ain't football. Uh, I've always had a view it's not football till you got the pads on you get hit in the mouth. But let me say, add this. I had to go out at Fayetteville at University of Arkansas uh, a couple weeks ago, and my goodness, I saw an East St. Louis team, and a coach told me how important that was. They come down from East St. Louis. They won the seven-on-seven seven at Fayetteville. They won at Ole Miss. They won at Baton Rouge. And the coach is telling me how important, yeah, it's not real football just yet, but, man, the timing, the, uh, the kids get to know each other. They know how to act when they're on the road. So if you're just sitting around not doing anything, sitting out of the pool or something, go watch some of these kids. And this is a good springboard to the regular season because there's some athletes out there. I think you enjoy watching it. Well, and Leland, I think you'd back me up on this. I think it was my grandmother used to say, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And Lord knows my mind was idle. And <laughs> I'm damn near hell. <laughs> so the thing is, Rick, anything gets the kids active and, and, and throwing yes. and catching is a good thing. It's, it's always a good thing. No, it's, it's not football. It's, it's, there's no contact. Um, you know, the linemen don't get anything out of this. But your skill guys do as far as, you know, catching the ball, um, you know, timing patterns, uh, developing relationships. Playing defense, too. Playing defense, yeah. developing relationships with your receivers, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it's, it's good, it's good uh, in, in that regard. Yeah, they call it elite uh, showcase for a reason. Yes. So uh, I'd, I'd be excited to see some of that. Now, Leland, you've had a chance already this summer uh, to see some competition. What do you? Uh, what have you seen so far in, in the uh, the team camps and stuff in seven on seven that you covered over uh, a little bit this summer? What have you seen? You know, the team camp at Charleston uh, a few weeks ago in June. It was really the first hot week. It, it was the first hot week of the summer, and the coaches across the board welcomed it um, because it was a chance to get their kids some conditioning. Yeah. In the heat. Another thing that, that through the years, and we've all done this, you guys know this as well as anybody, every time you we talk to a coach, they talk about their kids, they want them to compete. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't matter what it's in. And that's why another reason why these seven-on-sevens are important is for the kids to get out there and compete. And, you know, in, in this, I know um, Rogers is in it, Bentonville's in it, Fayetteville's in it. Uh, Springdale's in it. I guarantee you when Fayetteville goes up against Bentonville, uh, they're both going to want to win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They, uh, will. They, they, will, they will compete because you they look across the line and they see somebody with Bentonville on their shirt or Fayetteville on the shirt, and, uh, you know, they're going to compete. And the, 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 to me, the great thing about the Shiloh Christian one, is, and I know there's not as many states represented this year as there has been. I know the COVID kind of cut out some of that, and, and maybe they're not as traveling as much as they used to. But there's some great teams coming in to this. You guys yeah. mentioned Jinx. That's a defending Oklahoma State champion. Glendale is the one that's really, to me, the most interesting 
out-of-state team in this this whole tournament. You know, they finished second at the University of Nebraska, seven on seven uh, in early June. Then they went to the University of Tennessee and, and competed in a seven on seven. And their coach, Mike Mock, and if you know that name in high school football, he had two sons that were pretty good, Maddie and Ben. Yes. And they're still in the top five nationally for career passing yardage in high school history. Wow. See, that's so why we they, have Leland on that those show. guys, yes. they're going to chunk it around. Yeah. Well, it should be a great, a great uh, tournament. It always is. Uh, Rick, I don't know, last year, I know Leland and I were there last year. I don't know if you were there or not. It was kind of a coming out party a little bit for Bladen Fike in Fayetteville last year. Yeah. It was his first real opportunity uh, to take the field uh, after, you know, the, that playoff, that heart, that heartbreaking playoff loss, you know, the year before. Um, this was this was the first chance we got a chance to see him since then, and it was a, a big thing for him. And uh, this is where Isaiah Satania came out and said, my quarterback's the best quarterback in the yes, state. I remember and, that quote. And, uh, and I tell you what, when I, I kind of looked at him and said, you know, is that really, you know, I, I know you have to kind of say that because he's your quarterback. He goes, no. He he is. You you you're gonna see you're gonna see a heck of a player this year. And uh, Isaiah Satania was one a thousand percent correct. Hey, when we did our all Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette football team last December, uh, Cameron Van Zant over yes. at Farmington, and uh, was our newcomer of the year. Yes. And I remember interviewing him, and I said, "Man, when did it start for you? When did you start feeling comfortable? I mean, you're a sophomore around a bunch of uh, big old uh, seniors and everything." He said. Man, it happened during the summer when we was going on these um, showcase events, and, and they accepted me, and, you know, he's not just a little punk over there. He knew what he's doing. He said that when it really started clicking for him, even before the season started, yeah. it started clicking. And I go back to 2005. Anybody be around a high school football know that 2005, Springdale High, 14-0, yes. state champion, one of the best high school teams ever, arguably the best high school team ever. Uh, even at the end of the year, when I was talking to Gus Malzahn, I said, when did you guys know you were going to be really, really good? When did you guys know you were uh, a cut above the edge? And he said, Rick, it happened at Hoover, Alabama. Yep. When they went down there, seven on seven at Hoover, Alabama, that's a big uh, outside of Birmingham, big well-to-do area. They went down there and won that tournament against, I guess, Georgia team, Alabama's team. They came back on that long bus ride, and they felt emboldened. They felt great. So, yep. again, as an older guy, I said, ah, this ain't, you know, this ain't no football, but fastball, or wh wh however they say it down there. But it is. This is important to them. So, looking forward to it. It is, and confidence is everything. Uh, anytime you can build confidence in yourself and in your program and your teammates, um, that, that means a lot. And uh, that's what these, that's what 7 on 7 uh, allows you to do. Plus, it's just fun. It's fun. It's fun to get out and you know. I have. I, I saw Jody Grant and Henry a couple weeks ago. Went over to uh, Bentonville to to uh, to talk to their real athletes over there, the softball players, and uh, and and they gave Jody a little tiny little space over in the corner of the indoor <laughs> <at> the back. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kind of kidding. The girls had dominated the weight room. They were making all the boys wait until they were done. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jody was there, and I had a chance to talk to him. So I get a chance to see you, Jody Grant. You get a chance to see Mo Henry. You get a chance to see Brent Hobbs. You get a chance to see you know uh, Casey Dick and, and and Jeff Conaway and those guys. And, and you know you it's uh, Leland. You and I have talked about this. It, it, the shallow seven on seven is the that's always our signal that football it's football time is is just right here. 
Yes, it is. It is the one that when we look at it, uh, of course, you know, it's it's halfway through July, which, of course, that means it's close to August. And yes, this is kind of our official uh, signal uh, that the start of high school football season is just around the corner. And it's really just a, a great, fun event. It's well run, um, you know, and, and like you said before, um, you know, Harding Academy is coming to this one. Of course, you know, they were one of the schools that got bumped up because of the competitive equity factor. Correct. And so I'm sure this was part of that. I haven't talked to, you know, Coach Neal yet. Uh, of course, he'll be one of the first ones I talk to when we when we go up there tomorrow about why he got in this. And I'm sure it is because they want to get used to some bigger competition. Yeah. Um, you know, going from 3A to 4A, and probably the biggest difference that those guys uh, across the board, what they've talked about, and, you know, um, Pulaski Academy and Little Rock Christians going to, you know, 6A from 5A is building depth, and they want to find some more guys that can play instead of maybe having four or five guys going both ways maybe only having two or three, yeah. and this is certainly going to be part of that. Building a little depth. Hey, and the kids are probably eager to get out. Hadn't they been on dead period, dead uh, week? For, yeah, for two weeks. They were yeah, on, they're on probably ready to get weeks. out there. They are. So that's what's going on football-wise here, and uh, we will have full coverage of all of that Southwest Elite um, coming up uh, this week and weekend in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So you'll want to be sure and catch that. Uh, Leland and Henry Apple will handle the coverage of that while Rick Fires and I get ready to go on a little vacation. Not going together. The same place? Not together. Though. Oh, you're big time. You're going to float down in the ocean. I'm going to go up to Branson on a little paddle paddle boat. Yeah, I, Man, to be a sports editor, a major right. newspaper. What That's an right. advantage. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is where you, you know who you are and who you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> So got that going on. Now, Henry, also uh, coming up here in the next, uh, I think it's uh, two weeks, the Arkansas Activity Association will have their annual summer meeting going on. And, uh, Henry, this is where some some big-time stuff has come out here in the last couple of years, you know, talking about realignment times and and the equity factor rule and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So what are some of the topics uh, of conversation that will be tackled by the AAA board uh, and its members uh, in this July meeting? Well, the, the proposal number one, uh, we've already mentioned, talked about competitive equity. You know, this is going to be the first year that it's going to be involved. Well, already a group of schools are wanting to change it. Of course. Uh, they want it changed to a, a, a little bit different how it's done. Uh, how it was handled this time around, you put the public schools in their classification then wherever the non-public schools, wherever they fell in their classification, then you just plug them in wherever they needed to go to. Right, right. Well, this group, uh, this was uh, come out from Activity District 5, which I found out this is your central Arkansas people, Pulaski okay. County, Faulkner County, stuff like this. They want it basically changed where, okay, now you're going to take the non-public schools, plug them into the comp- the classification where they are supposed to be. By, based on enrollment. Yeah, and, and, and the equity points. Then you fill the, the classifications with public schools. Backward. Go yeah, backward go backwards it. and cut it off at where 
let's say, for instance, uh, it would not change 7A, but 6A, where now we have 19 football-playing schools in Class 6A yeah. for the next four, four years. Right. They want it cut off at 16. Right. So you would start with Pulaski Academy and Little Rock Christian – Say, okay, those yeah. two are slotted based on the equity factor yeah. in 6A. And also Little Rock Catholic. And Little Rock Catholic. And then, okay, now we need the next 15 enrollments, public schools, or, or I'm sorry, 13, 13, 13 right. underneath that. And not start with 16 and then add those three more to give it nine. Yeah. That makes sense, Henry, to me. Now, I, I kind of wondered why they didn't do that to begin with, but I also understand that they were still <laughs> p- compiling points uh, during the you know during this past school year you right know, so um, but that makes sense to me yeah but uh, I think uh, it's about a five month difference as far as the scheduling okay. and things okay but I think if you talk to the schools boy that's a big they'll take that trade off yeah yeah I think so. you know I think give too. give me December and and actually it's not even December it's probably actually November to see if a team or two makes the playoffs yeah. Yeah, uh, to maybe get an additional point or two. Right. So I'm sure they would take that because it was a it did create a scheduling nightmare. No question. No in question. In 6A. Yeah, it did. Something too we need to interject right here too because this is confusing to a lot of people and it's 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 confusing to me as well. So, what else is new? <laughs> yeah, what else is new? In Class 7A football, there are going to be 16 teams. Correct. Correct. There are 16 teams, just like always, 16 mm-hmm. teams. And it's the six, 7A, East, 7A Central and the 7A West, just like it has been. Northside and Southside schools in Fort Smith are still split. Northside is still in the Central. Southside is still in the West. But that is only for football. Correct. The other sports, every other sport that they play during the school year, North side is in the west. So mm-hmm. for volleyball, golf, volley, you know, basketball, baseball, everything else, they're going to be in the west. So that is confusing. The west will have nine schools in it mm-hmm. for everything but football, and the central will have seven schools in it, right? Or is that – it, it well, depends all, on the sport. That's okay. That's yeah, right. in basketball, like we're getting even yeah. more confusing. Yeah, in basketball, there will only be seven in the central. In softball, there will only be seven in the central. But in soccer, there will be eight. Be eight, okay. because uh, and in baseball, okay. there will be eight because Catholic had enough. Equity points. Oh, to stay to stay in seven A or six A or six A in yeah. this part, and then Mount St. Mary's had enough equity points in <clears throat> girls soccer, where they could play it. So in those sports, there'll be a nine in one and eight in the other. Gotcha. So you need to have a program. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> you wow. need to have a program to know what schools. Uh, and of course, with in the six A West for basketball, with the odd number of teams. That it won't ha- you won't have your tidy little Tuesday Friday schedule right. There may be some mi- some some mid other midweek game thrown in there or something, they're, or I don't know how they're going to do it. I think but, they're going to start in December. Yeah, I okay. think they're going to play some conference games. Be open in da- December. open date for some teams or something. Yeah, yeah they play a non conference game in the middle of their conference right. schedule or something like that. Uh, you might see a Springdale High play. Uh, 
I don't know, a shallow Christian on Tuesday night because they would not have, have a game that night or something. Um, so it's going to be different. Um, but, uh, you know. Is that the we, biggest one? Is that the, what's the most important of all those uh, in this meeting of the minds to, the, you know, determine? One that is very interesting, and I am going to, to be doing a story on it next week. All right. It involves the scheduling for volleyball, soccer, and basketball. Okay. Now, I don't remember exactly what year this took place, but if you remember, baseball and softball changed their scheduling format to where uh, you have X amount of games in the regular season, and you can get them in however you want them to get them in. Okay. Basketball, softball, and soccer could be doing the same thing if this proposal passes. They will be given, uh, under the proposal, volleyball will have 30 regular season matches. Okay. You can start this date and you can end this date. Is that how they're, is that what we're talking about? You can start whenever you start and however you finish, you got 30. Soccer will have 24 <coughs> regular season games. If you are a non-football school, so, and you play basketball, well, you get 36 regular season games. Okay. For mainly for the smaller schools, Alpena, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know. Bergman. Bergman. Valley, Valley Springs. Springs yeah. That yeah. area. Yeah. If you are a football playing school, you get 30 regular season games. Okay. Now. Girls, under, girls and boys both. Thir- yeah, girls okay. and boys both. The, the, how, what makes this different is – under the current guideline, let's say in the case of a Farmington, I'll just throw them out there just for fun. Brad Johnson, the girls' basketball coach there, always had to make a decision. Do I want to play 18 regular season games and three tournaments? Okay. Or do I want to play 20 regular season games and two tournaments? Two tournaments. That will be no more if this proposal passes. You have 30 games. You can get them in any way you want to. However you want to do it. Okay. You, now, you've got to get in your conference games. Yeah, so that's going to so be 14 to 16 14 games to, right there. You know, and some that has a 17 conference, you only have 12. Right. Gives you a little bit yeah. more flexibility. And, you know, you we're limited to either two or three tournaments. That's off the table anymore if yeah. this thing passes, which I, you know, I was talking to Joey Walters and Lance Taylor the other day about this. I said, you mean to tell me, let's, let's throw in Springdale Harbor, okay? They're going to have a nine-team conference. That's 16 conference games. So that's, let's put them outside. I've got 14 games left I can throw in there. I could play four tournaments that guarantee me three games apiece, that's 12, That's and 12. two non-conference games. Right. I can do that? Yeah. He said, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. now. I kind of like that because I like tournaments. I, you know, those, I like I, I, yeah. Now, here's something. Well, I, I think, too, a lot of people look at it and say, well, you know, what's the big deal about limiting the coaches and limiting the number of games and stuff? And, and of course, Rick knows this back from covering Razorback baseball that a lot of times the Razorbacks would have to cancel a late season non-conference game because yeah. they had reached their maximum be, yeah, be because they would over schedule because yeah. of the weather. Yeah. And on the, on the junior college level, of course you remember, you know, 
being in this area, Seminole State used to play 90 junior college oh, baseball yeah. games yeah. a year. Yeah. And somebody came in and said, look, uh, that's too many. We need to limit this. So they've they've had to put these rules in place for a reason. Yeah, keep keep schools from abusing the, yeah, yeah however many games you could play. Yeah. Now, here's something else uh, that co- a lot of coaches, I've spoke to some over the past few days, and in fact, while we were doing this podcast, I've already saw, saw on my phone, two's trying to call me back on this. <laughs> but if this proposal passes on the during the governing body meeting July 26th, this proposal is effective immediately. Immediately. Okay, so that'll be in effect for the 22-23 yeah. scheduling school school year. Yeah. And which means, you know, we have some teams – that can add games real quick if yeah. they need to. I've already talked to one coach. He says, if this thing's passed, he says, first thing I'm going to do once you find out it passes, I'm on the phone. I'm fixing to get some more games in. Yeah. You yeah. think it pass? It has a due pass recommendation from the AAA board of directors, okay. 20 to nothing. Okay. So, oh, wow. usually when something like that happens, oh, as sure as the sun's going to rise in the east and set in the west, this thing will pass. Okay. Now, Leland, I don't think I'm talking out of turn here, but I have been – told that Fort Smith Northside is going to be hosting a big, big tournament this coming year. I think it is going to be the boys equivalent to the tournament of champions that the Northside and Southside girls have hosted for, well, a, a long time. Yeah, It's going to be in a, in a boys equivalent to that. Yeah. But, yes, I've heard the same thing. Yeah, wow. now, I don't, we don't have any details yet. And Eric Burnett, the boys basketball coach at Northside, uh, is kind of sitting on that a little bit until they get everything completely lined up and buttoned up. But but uh, I have been told that is going to happen, is that Northside, um, in their beautiful new arena, will be hosting a big-time boys basketball tournament. And I, I don't know where else is uh, who, who, any other new tournaments that I've heard of, but I have heard of that one. Now, would that be like kind of like the holiday hoops or uh, that ter- tournament down at Pine Bluffs at that Level or yes. like national teams come that, uh, from, from Ohio, from, California. Yeah, from what I from what I have oh. been told, there will be wow. there will be nationally elite national elite teams coming in to play in this. Okay, but when you have two NBA guys uh, from your school yes. that were drafted within you know a, a couple of minutes of each other, almost you know just a couple of years, that gives you a whole lot more credibility. Oh man, you know this this is uh, this is Northside High School in Fort Smith, where you know Jalen Williams and Isaiah Joe. Uh, oh. And Ron Brewer from back oh, in the day. Oh, he's yeah. sitting there at courtside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so anyway, well, that uh, that's what's kind of going on in the world of sports right now. We uh, we've come out of the two week dead period. Um, we got the uh, seven oh seven going on this week um, here in Springdale at Shiloh Christian, and then that will lead us into uh, uh, get about one one little week of uh, of, of uh, respite here, Rick. Yeah. About one yeah. week of. Uh, well, Time for you to, to, to float in the pool for a little bit for for you know another day or two. Get a little pink on my white get a pink on the white. Yep, get you yep. a little get you a little tan going on, yep. and uh, and then it's going to be showtime. Showtime, go time, showtime, go time. Absolutely. You know what? And it's 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 hectic, but it's fun too. I always look forward to another. I think it starts with football. See, oh, uh, volleyball too. And that football and, and, go, and golf and, and tennis yeah. and yeah, cross country. Uh, yep. All of them. Yeah. But uh, I love to go into these preseason things. Talk to the coaches. Talk to some of the guys, uh, do our predictions, and then just go. Then yep. we go, go, go. Yep. 
I was uh, over at the Springdale Parks and Rec Center today, and there were volleyball teams up there practicing. Uh, you know, they had the Southwest Junior High girls were in there, and Central Junior High girls were in there, and and uh, you know, it's, this is they're they're getting ready. They're getting ready for it. They're getting ready for it. We'll be ready too. We'll be ready too. So, Leland, have you got any other words of wisdom to impart on us? Well, the uh, you know the F, uh, River Valley FCA is holding their three-on-three basketball tournament, have their inaugural three-on-three you... basketball tournament Saturday at Southside. They hope to grow that into a much bigger thing. Are you playing? Uh, no, oh, it okay. is high school only this oh. year, and it is school-based. Okay. So it's going to be three-on-three teams. I know they have some from Northside, Southside, uh, Greenwood, Van Buren, Alma. Uh, Mansfield, Waldron. It's it's uh, it's going to be a school-based three-on-three tournament, which means there will be rivalry games, and it will be it will be a lot of fun. And it's going on Saturday, and it's kind of patterned after. Uh, do you guys remember the old hoop fest that they used to have in Little Rock downtown? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I went down to that a couple of times, and it was just there were just. Uh, baskets and courts all over. everywhere downtown little rock at yeah. one point they had 1300 four player teams wow. entered in that tournament now i don't think anybody wants to build it to that big but it's kind of patterned after that and it's just one of the many events that the uh that the fca puts on in fact i think yesterday today and tomorrow uh, there's a soccer camp going on at Northside with uh, close to 100 participants in that, uh, a lot of grade school kids. So that's going on. Um, some of the football coaches I've talked to, and I think this is kind of common with maybe some of the smaller schools, especially some of the schools that are more uh, country, out in the country, that a lot of the coaches didn't do a lot in June with their football players because there's so many other things going on that they wanted their multi-sport athletes to do other things in June. Now coming back after dead week, they've amped it up. And I know that Mansfield is going to a team camp in two weeks. They're going to a team camp on Tuesday at Mina, Wednesday at Hackett, and that Thursday at Waldron. There you go. So if you talk to the high school coaches, you know, kind of like we, we were talking about how the shallow Christian seven on seven tournament kind of signals the start of football season to us. I think it does to the football coaches, too. Like Ricky said, it's showtime, go time. It is showtime, go time. Well, good deal. Well, that will wrap up this edition of Prep Rally, the podcast, and we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks, and we'll recap the Shiloh Christian Southwest Elite 7-on-7. We'll also start taking a look at the high school football season, volleyball season, golf season, tennis, and all that that will be coming up. I'll be out for a week. Ricky will be out for a week, and then we'll come back, and then we will start having a regular schedule of podcasts. All the way through through the spring, all the way through the fall, the winter, all the way when all we got all our spring sports, all our state champions crowned, we're going to be doing a podcast. We will be here. Excellent. We will be here. So for Henry Apple, Rick Fires, Leland Barclay, This is Chip Souza. Stay strong, stay long. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.